Hello everyone and welcome to Griplock Foundation Disc Golf's weekly podcast. I'm Hunter, joined always by Trevor, and this week we have Brody Smith and Jeff Corns joining us. We have, uh, as always, quite a quite a full show. Um, we're going to get into some rants, I'm sure, but we're just going to start it off how we always do. This past weekend, we had a few events going on. The main one was the Silver Cup, which was a Disc Golf Pro Tour Silver Series event um, out in Wisconsin, right? Yep. Yeah, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Uh, is that Lake Michigan? What lake was that? Yeah, it's off of Lake, yeah, Michigan. lake Michigan. Michigan. But it's in Wisconsin. Can you name all the five lakes? So we had... <laughs> <laughs> so we had... Uh... I was about to try. Uh, it's tough. There's always one that you can't get. There's an acronym. Yeah, there's an acronym. Yeah, there's Lake it. Erie, Lake Michigan, Lake Superior. You're going to get to the last one. I'm oh, not going to get to the Lake Huron. Huron. Yeah. And then... Lake Huron. I've never heard of that one. There's a fifth one. I've definitely heard of it, but I don't know. Aren't there five? There's, There's five. five. There's five Great Lakes. Yeah. yeah, you always get four, and then you can't get the fifth one. What's the fifth one? Don't look at me. <laughs> Lake Ohio. Okay, perfect. Yeah. The people oh, at is home. It really? The people at home now. Definitely not Lake no, Ohio. No, no, That's no, not no, the real thing. No, no, no. Okay. On the MPO side, the Mixed Pro Open, we had Ricky Wysocki taking it down over Calvin Heimberg. And then coming in third, we had a, wow, four way tie between Adam Hammes, Emerson Keith, Johnny McRae and James Conrad. Was that mm-hmm. was it close or did Ricky run away? With Ricky that? had strokes. a four stroke win, yeah. uh, negative thirty one to negative twenty seven, and then oh, my God. <laughs> oh boy, this thirty one down, thirty one down, twenty seven down, no, 31. and then four people were twenty six under. under par. Which we'll, we'll get into. Yeah, why. we're gonna talk about that right here. Here goes the terminology. Uh, and then on the FPO side. We had Lisa Fakus, Lisa Fajita, taking it down. <laughs> Missy Gannon, Haley King, Ellen Windboom, uh, yeah. all tying for second. And we had some words. Whoa. We got some words to eat. <laughs> and Paige Pierce was at this tournament. We have. She came in fifth place. Yeah, I think I think you guys have some Listen, stuff to talk. It's about. It's important to realize that at the time of us filming our last podcast we had no reason to believe zero reason to believe that anything like this was going to happen yeah we had i mean everything pointed to Paige pierce dominating the fpo field literally the next tournament after your podcast came out she lost yes it was it wasn't even like two or three tournaments it was literally it was literally the the next one we can't tell the future yeah but all the precedent pointed in one direction let's be honest we were all actually was everyone there no, no Trevor, just me and Trevor. No, no, no. Yeah. At the at dinner, the Mexican restaurant. Oh yeah, uh, Trevor wasn't. Were you there, Hunter? I don't think so. No, we're, oh, it, was it was just it was me, you. So it was me, Corns, and all the McBests, and literally all of us had our phones out. Yeah. Looking at UDisc live, and watching this thing, and this is I think this would have been a really really drama packed down to the wire finish yeah for sure page was at one point coming in with like a couple holes left like six holes left page was like six shots out of the lead yeah she then bangs in one from like 90 something 80, yeah yeah 87 80, feet you made two the them, next yeah. hole bangs in one from like 64 and all of a sudden she's like one shot back and we're yeah. like yeah well we're if, like what is going on so hole 18 lisa fakus birdied it with a four the only, only birdie, birdie the only, yeah. only birdie on that hole. Yeah. There was an eagle throw in. Dan Perry had an eagle throw in, uh, but so she had a three. That's pretty dope. Um, but then Paige took a seven. That's three strokes. That's the three strokes she lost by. Yeah. So if yep. Paige is able to birdie hole eighteen, we have a little bit of a playoff action. Instead, Paige drops to fifth, 
Which well, I, I think will also say, Missy Haley, had. I think Missy Haley also missed had a putt a, too. I think Missy and Haley both had putts on eighteen to so push a playoff. playoff. Not yeah. to no. push a playoff because they lost by two. They lost by two, and they both parred the hole. Oh, they needed. They needed. They needed Lisa. They needed Lisa to. That's right. Par it. Fajitas um, cr- clutched up. Yeah, big time. But it does speak to what one thing that stuck true from what Trevor and I said previously is Paige and Paul's like mentality of like when Paige went into eighteen. I didn't watch the... It wasn't live, so I was watching the scores live. But when Paige went into 18, I guarantee you Paige didn't care that she came in fifth over second. No, no she was probably no, going for an eagle. She was, she was going for... Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying. She was going for the win. win. Yeah. She, that's what we were talking about is like Missy Gannon and Haley King in this tournament, they probably were like, yeah, I would like to won. But in other tournaments, they've been quoted saying like, I'm not going for first, I'm playing for second. Do we talk about the money thing here or no? Is this a money ratings question? Or? Not really. No. I'm just saying that's a don't, that's don't, a mentality okay. question I'll of. Back. I'll say that. <laughs> I'll have to go in. I was saying that's a mentality thing of where Paul and Paige kind of set themselves apart because when they go into a weekend, they could care less about second down. They care about winning or losing. If they don't come in first, they lost. They don't care what place they're in, and then the other place is winning. So Paige couldn't care less that she's in fifth, tenth, twentieth. She wants first. I'll just say one thing. If first place would have got five times as much as second place, does the mentality change? It should. I think the totally. mentality would change a lot. Yeah. I uh, think it'll be interesting, too, to see what happens at the very next event. That's going to, like, really kind of decide, was that a fluke? Or did everybody just get a ton of confidence because they realized that Paige is beatable? Is that D-Glow? Is there one, in between, is there one going on this weekend that they're all playing? I don't There's another know. tournament. Like, it's not on the Disc Golf Pro Tour. It's on the, I think it's just an A-tier, the Severin Lang in indiana is that what most of them are playing there's some people playing that like i know like barsby ricky but D-Glo I think will double be the g next big test. double yeah, yeah. d-glow is the next tour I feel event like she's just gonna smoke people on that course though I mean, it's such a bomb hey, we course. looked this up because we were curious about me and nick were carl were talking about this this morning we we're looking at ratings and page and where she was trending she has she averaged i think she went thousand thousand nine thousand in d-glow last year Jeez. I feel like that's yeah, pretty yeah, good. That was... Like Paige's next three tournaments that she's gonna drop off from next year's like or from the ratings update that she played last year, she averaged like ten fifteen through this next stretch of Midwest tournaments. Oh geez. So was so... this was this the field stepping up or was this Paige falling? Well she rated nine oh three in that last round. Yeah, she round. went nine fifty six, a thousand eight, and then nine oh three final so that, round from Paige. That to me seems like just a bad round of golf yeah that cost uh, yeah, i man. mean it looks like it looks like there's eight points per stroke so if Paige shoots you know her typical like 960 970 which is well, I mean, nowadays her rating, is her rating, bad rounds. her rating's 988 yeah so let's so, say she shoots her rating that's 10 strokes the final round at least yeah so if she shoots her rating that's 10 strokes she is now winning this event by seven yeah just by shooting her rating the final round i so, think she had a bad event I think she had one bad round. She went yeah. 956. The first round wasn't the greatest. The third round was also not good. Yeah, the middle round was good. So, not to discredit Lisa F- Fakus, Missy Gannon, Haley King, or Ellen. Like They obviously played great. I think most of them, all of them shot above their rating, it looks like. Average way above their rating. Um, but I think it's a glimpse that, like, the same glimpse we've gotten at Paul at times. Where you- they're having a thing where it's like, this person's unbeatable, and then there's like a... No, I'm still human. You you want to see a tournament where Paige is playing well and gets beaten. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I want to see, because then I think that, because if I'm Lisa Fakus and I'm looking, I'm like, well, Paige just had a really bad last round. If she played good, she beat me. Mm-hmm. I want to see, I beat Paige at her best. 
that's the type of thing that I think changes a person's mentality mm-hmm. of, I just beat the most dominant female player at their best. I know I can do this again. It's, I mean, confidence is a huge thing in sports. I mean, you go, you look at just the practice rounds that we're having right now leading up to the tournament this weekend. If you're playing a hole and you finally park that hole and you make a birdie and you've seen yourself do it, you're going to have a lot more confidence going into that hole than someone that is struggling to just hit the gap. And it's the same way of the same way of when it comes to players. Until you actually slay the dragon and see that it's possible, it's it, it is. It's a it's a hard thing to overcome and say, "No, I I actually can beat this person." Yeah. And on the MPO side, um, we saw Ricky get his first win of the year. Yeah. Also, which, just his first win since Lyme disease diagnosis. Yeah. Which is pretty big for him. Yeah. I mean, Shout I, out. When's the When's the last time we've been able to come? Which I know we missed half the year, but when's the last time we were coming into July saying this is Ricky's first win of the year? That's pretty. It's been since like twenty thirteen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. Uh, he played. Good golf. I mean, he went 1045, 1058, 1054. A little bit lower than what we've been seeing, but the field wasn't the same as like a normal Pro Tour field, so the ratings could have been a little skewed from that um, just because it was a Silver Series event. It wasn't a full-on Pro Tour, so you're missing some of the like, quote-unquote, top, top players. Is that Heimberg's third straight second place? Uh, He's getting there. Um, he's been like top five. Yeah, that's his everything. third. That's his third, third straight second place. Oh, that's not. He just got to break through because he hasn't finished outside the top ten yet this year, and he's only played very big events. So that's this pretty is, impressive. So here's he's having so, himself a year. Here's mm-hmm. something that's also interesting. You know, if we, we want to throw in the money thing again. Right now in disc golf, I think if you could take a situation where you get second place at every tournament, right? Yeah. Or you win one of those tournaments and you don't money at any of the other ones, I think everyone's taking second place at every tournament. Right now? Where, yeah. 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 Drops, totally. PJ, That's PJ Tour, you're taking that one win. Yeah, yeah. you want the one win. Totally. Because yeah. you're cashing a couple million dollars. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think we, we looked at this, um, and I think I can still pull this up. Uh, one of our fans, listeners, um, his name was Zach... Uh, Mullins, I believe. Oh, we talked about this a little bit in the follow-up. Yeah, we yeah, talked about this, this in the is follow-up. So great. Yeah, if you guys um, aren't a member of the follow-up, you're missing out. Can I do a plug right now while you're looking it up? Go for it. You need to check out the Patreon page, guys. Uh, tons of benefits over there. You get discount codes, you get early access to limited drops, and you get access to the Discord and the follow-up, which is basically is a hangout session. I think we had, I don't know how many people we had in there, 80, 90 people or something, just chilling, asking questions. Yeah, so I have it pulled up. Uh, that was actually perfect timing. Well, I, I it's tried, like we planned yeah, it. I tr- we did <laughs> not plan that. Um, nice commercial. Yeah, so this is basically, if we took the current purses of the PDGA and we used the PGA's paying percentages, what the payout would look like. So no more added cash is coming into disc golf, right, with these things. This is just the disc golf pro tour events up to this year. The Memorial, first place with PDGA, current breakdown. Whoever won, I think it was Calvin, who won Memorial this year? Cal- no. Calvin. Calvin won Memorial. Yeah. Oh, so, Calvin did. So, yeah, Calvin won Memorial. He was just laser-focused. Yeah, so yeah. Calvin this year took home $4,500. Okay? Without adding a single dollar to the purse, we just break it down the way the PGA Tour does. 
Calvin instead is taking home $9,585, an increase of $5,085. And all that is is just changing the way the purse is distributed. So exactly. And how many yeah. people don't cash? Yeah. That so, I think it was so what, six? It's six people that did cash wouldn't have cashed. So, I mean, what are we sacrificing there? Now, the, a lot of people that did cash, yes, they would have made a few hundred bucks less here and there, but the closer you get to the top, the money starts going up. So everything... 18th place and up is all in the positive. Yeah, do we want they participation all make, trophies? All make or what? more money. So, like, second place would have made close to $3,000 more, going from $3,000 to $5,804. Mm-hmm. Third place would have made So, second place would have made more than Calvin made yeah. by winning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's without any added cash. And I mean, we can do this for all of them, but basically, what it is is the PDGA scale, the average first place is taking home about 10% of the purse, whereas the PGA. The average first place is taking home eighteen percent of the purse, so it's a almost doubles it. It's an eight percent increase um, to first place, and which, the drop is way bigger too. The drops get bigger it as it goes down. First place, it makes first place more valuable when second place right now is a lot of times really close to yeah. what first place gets. So right now there's a three percent difference between first and second in the PDGA. Right now, yes. Okay. In the PGA, there's an eight percent difference. Ooh, more than double. So, yeah. Yeah, I I want to see. As a fan of the sport, I want to see people really starting to actually have some stuff where I feel like right now, if you're not in like contention of winning, really, a lot of players I feel like worry about their rating. Yeah. And they're not really worried about, oh, if I miss this putt, it's not, this is the difference. If I miss this putt, I'm going to lose $100 versus if I miss this putt, I'm going to potentially drop a point in my rating i feel like most people are worried about the point in the rating more than the few yeah. bucks i want it to be like if i miss this putt i'm gonna lose a thousand dollars i think at that point a thousand dollars becomes more important than a point in the rating so you might see them actually like go for it be a little more aggressive because the reward is so much higher than the risk it's worth the risk yeah because if you take out if you take out the ratings completely there is no risk right we were talking about this earlier your rating right now is oh no who are we talking about oh it's no with Nick, Nick right now is really close to a thousand nine ninety I think he's nine ninety right now nine ninety, he's not playing in tournaments because of his rating because yeah. he's so close to a thousand he doesn't want to he doesn't want to risk it, and it's the same for the person that's nine thousand and five. And I talked about this, or nine fifty nine thousand five. <laughs> Paul's like, wait, hold on, wait, who's this guy? <laughs> uh, no, if you're nine oh five and you really want to play at Maple Hill, you're not risking playing in dark horse tournaments before Maple Hill. Yeah, because if you drop because below, if you, drop, you put up like an eight eighty rated round that drops your average below. And now all of a sudden yeah. you can't get in. So I think also one, it's making it so better players aren't playing in tournaments. <clears throat> And the AMs aren't playing in tournaments, right? The lower lower rated players. Yeah. And then I also think it makes it to where you have some pros playing way more cautious than going like the Paige. Like how many girls would have in that field would have done what Paige, Paige did on eight? Played 18? so aggressive. Played to where she's either gonna make a three, a four, or an eight. Yeah. yeah. Well see, there's also though, like a little bit of a counter argument to that. Oh, is give like, it to me. Yes. Well, Oh, they don't have the they don't have the cash payout. They don't have the payout for women right now. For the Wait, really? for the silver cup? For the silver cup, yeah. The payout's not posted. But what I was gonna say is like Is it not the same? The counter argument is if I'm in second, if I'm Paige and I'm in second, or if I'm Haley King and I'm in second, I'm pushing to first, and I know, hey, if I push to first and I drop to fifth, I'm only sacrificing three hundred bucks. 
like if I don't care about my rating, but the payout stays the same because of how the breakdown is, then it's like the other side, it, the risk is worth the reward because it's like, you're not looking at the money. You see what I'm saying? You're not looking I, at the what you're potentially losing. Whereas yes. if it's if the drop is huge, give yourself PGA, give yourself the scenario though. Yeah. Right. So let's do the scenario for the for what it would be like if the, for Memorial. Okay. okay. You're in second place on 18. Is this the PGA breakdown? Is what you're saying? PGA. Yeah. Okay. Go go pull second up. Second place. I'm on on 18. You're on. Okay. You're in second place. Leader's already in the clubhouse with a one shot lead okay. on you. So you have to birdie to force a playoff. Yeah. Okay. Third place is one shot behind you. Mm. So if you bogey, you're gonna you're gonna drop down and tie for third, and then you guys split that. You split you split second, or you tie for second. So you split that second, second place and third, yeah. and second third pop. Yeah. yeah. So let's. So what would that be? So first place, you're going. You're potentially could win how much? Nine thousand five hundred eighty-five. Okay. And the second, third place split in half. Split would be like four grand. Forty-two, forty-three hundred. Okay, is it if you're in that situation, are you playing for the guarantee? And then what would second place be? Just guarantee. Second place by itself is five thousand eight hundred. Okay, so four you potentially could lose fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah, but you could gain. But five you grand. could win over five grand yeah. more. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm risking it. You're going for it. Hundred percent. Risk it for the biscuit, baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think this. I mean, kind that's of, that's. I think that's it. This now, brings up a topic where that Trevor and I had talked about a few weeks ago, where like. People will talk about how they don't want disc golf to be like golf at all, right? But are we going there? Well, like to me, well, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> don't, this, don't light up a bear. Well, over no, here. Thing, are we going to move away from the payout scale? Yeah, well, it's, to a certain degree, because to me, this is where when we say like take ideas from golf, we don't have to take everything. So like the payout scale is a great thing that golf has set that we can pull and say let's use this. The handicap system that we tried turning into the rating system is something that we should have left alone. Right? Because, like, that's something... Name... What is Jordan... What is uh, they don't Brooke, have Brooks Kepka's handicap? They don't have handicap. Exactly. Yeah, if you one. ask them what their handicap... What's they Paul McBeth's rating? Yeah, 1062. 1062. Why do we know that? But the other yeah. the other side... So why did we take that and be like, oh, yeah. Let's turn everyone it into ratings and it. everyone has it. Yeah, well, I mean... I why, think, when I we're think picking and choosing... I think there are some people in disc golf that are benefiting really well for the ratings... Yeah. Um, yeah. Are we saying two that of those you people. should get two to a people. point where, like, if you're well, over a thousand companies rated, that are benefiting really well for those ratings too. Yeah. Should it be like if you're over a thousand rated, you're, or if you're a professional player, that ratings just don't apply? Yeah. Well, okay. So the the companies benefiting from ratings, right? Like manufacturers, mm-hmm. whoever, would they benefit more if ratings were gone? Not gone completely. They still had the AM ratings, but like now you have your tour card athletes. So you people aren't looking at a. Brian Earhart at a thousand five on Discraft's team as a thousand five rated player. They're looking at him as tour one card. of the top hundred and whatever players because he has a tour card. Yeah, is that going to make them more money in the long run? Or Innova with Nate Sexton instead of being like, oh wow, Nate's down to ten thirty two. They're like, oh well, he's still like he finished sixth last weekend. That that four digit number next to their name means nothing. Yeah, I mean right now it means everything pretty much. Yeah, and I think. The ratings, the way it is, and I listen to a lot of people talk about this, and as a new person coming in, I'm trying to learn and understand it, and it's not a simple thing of understanding. Not at all. And even the handicap thing takes in golf, it does take some time to understand how it works, because a lot of people were confused. I would post a video where I would shoot, let's say, like a 75, right? 
and the par was 72, so I shot three over, but actually I shot under scratch. So a scratch golfer, because the course was so hard, hard. the course rating, the the scratch golfer would shoot on average out there like a 76. So I shot one shot better, so my handicap would actually get lower than scratch. Yeah, even though you shot over par. Even though I shot over par. That's something that does take a lot of time and infrastructure to do, but would it be that difficult for um, them to do on, not necessarily on the pro tour, because I don't, again, the pros, I don't think need ratings um, or a handicap, but would that be difficult to do on like the lesser, like the, the smaller tours to where you could still have ratings and, and, and that can be something that, you know, they can decide. I personally don't think ratings should decide who should play in tournaments and who shouldn't. I think there should be a, a qualification yeah. Yeah, process yeah. because honestly, like if Trevor showed up to uh, Deglo and shot nut like went nutty on Monday during the qualifier where there were sixty guys and the top three guys on Monday got into the tournament and Trevor shot eight eight under. He's in. Yeah. yeah. And then if he if he blows up and shoots 15 over, 17 over, 12 over in the tournament, who cares? Well, that can make it for was interesting, a big experience. That can make for interesting storylines too because you think about the US Open, like in uh, the USGA, there's like local qualifiers. Mm-hmm. So guys that well, you... Well, PGA Championships too. Yeah, you have, you have P- the professionals. I mean, the, la- the past one, you had one of those guys. He was like, I think, in the top 20 or yeah. something at one point. So he's, like, just, he's, just a, he's just a pro. So gives, USCGC is a perfect example of what you want. Where the only way you get into the event is you have to qualify at previous events throughout the year mm-hmm. or Monday before the weekend yeah. before the tournament. I, you I didn't qualify. even know that I was in after my first round in DDO. I was I was in a qualifying spot. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. It was, it was a top I don't, five. Spot well, I don't think by the end of the round, but oh. part of by like okay, cool. Like, All right, cards. No, but after the front <laughs> at the, after the front nine, you were sitting like in the first qualifying spot. Yeah. You were the top qualifier. That's another thing. Again, like you were saying. Trevor was saying earlier, that adds intrigue. I think we need to find more storylines in yeah. disc golf. Yeah. Right now, there's not enough storylines. It's really all, everything everyone talks about is who, who wins won, and that's yeah. it. And you can talk about that, sure, but in every other sport, there's so many storylines. So let's talk about the local that all of a sudden he's two shots back. Even though he's 20 shots back from Paul, he's two shots away from potentially qualifying for, for USDGC. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a story that people want to because they They'll can get relate to it. it. They yeah. can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think no one's gonna ever be able to relate to a 550 foot monster that makes everything inside of 60 feet. Yeah, it's and, awesome to watch, and you need to have those people. Mm-hmm. But you also need to have something that you can have other people relate to. Yeah, I think the ratings thing because like, so Jordan Thomas or Brooks Kepka, they probably Jordan know Jordan Thomas is not a real person. Jordan Justin. Oh, Jordan Spieth. Justin Thomas. You had two choices there. But Jordan Thomas might be the best golfer of all time. <laughs> we don't know combined. yet. But okay, so any of them, they probably know their handicap. No, no, they don't. No, they don't. They don't have a. They, they don't try. When, when Rom goes out and plays practice rounds, he's not inputting that score. You have anywhere. to like. You have to like purposely get a handicap. Yeah, you have to submit you rounds have to, to yeah, a course. Exactly. Okay. So people like try. Like really hard. Like there's certain courses that it's easier to get good handicaps than others. Correct. That's why you'll watch like they do like the celebrity tournaments and you'll see 
Mark Wahlberg is playing off of a 12, but he's yeah. a way better golfer than some other dude, you know, who's the playing handicap off of a system five. is is flawed as well. Yeah. If you go over to golf, they'll tell you how flawed it is. Yeah. Because you'll have guys sandbagging mm-hmm. and get into a tournament and be like, I have 20 strokes. And then you see them swing and you're like, yeah. bro, you're not 20. You handicap. can purposely give yourself a Correct. And you yeah. could do the same thing in disc golf. Yeah. That's why you see guys playing in certain certain divisions, uh, divisions and just just absolutely destroying everyone you're like there's no way so it's flawed in both so the 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 thing is is since it's flawed let's remove it from certain spots Well, what i was gonna say is like like the handicap system's flawed the rating system's flawed but i think the difference is in golf once you get to the pro even if like if i just turned pro i might know my handicap but my handicap doesn't matter anymore no what i'm saying is like there's (laughs) no there's no emphasis on is all i'm saying yeah if you're you're good enough to potentially get pro you do not have a handicap okay Yeah. So there's because, no, but there's no emphasis. If there was an emphasis on your handicap, you would still idea. have it. I'll just give you an idea for people listening to, just so they know. Everyone knows what scratch golfer means, right? Yes. You're, yes. Thousand rated in disc golf is scratch, if okay. you're trying to relate it. Sure. Um, if you're potentially maybe getting on like the web.com, which, or it's not the web.com, it's the uh, Corn Ferry, which is the tour underneath <laughs> yeah. PGA Tour. Okay. You're if, you're, if you're trying to get on the Corn Ferry Tour, you're probably at least a plus four. So that would be equivalent probably to like a 10... 1040? 1040, yeah. 1040. Yeah. But that's that's how good you are. When you get to that level of being that good, you're not caring about your handicap. I get that. But what I'm saying is what disc golf is doing right now is basically saying... It's everything. Exactly. So the reason that it doesn't exist in golf is no one emphasizes it at the top level. If people emphasized it, then Brooks Kepka would know... Yeah, I just broke the handicap. I'm a plus whatever. I because mean, then that's what the PGA Tour... Like, PGA Tour just posted twice today for Paul and Paige breaking the records. Yeah, and they didn't post anything about who won the tournament. Well, yeah, that's a different story. Yeah. What I'm saying is imagine <laughs> imagine the PGA Tour just being like... tournament winners. Like, Brooks Kepka is now a plus whatever handicap. Like, if they emphasize that, that, that... People that would, would be like, be this is the stupidest post But ever. if they emphasize that, people yeah. would care about that. So do I think wanna, that it's not necessarily we need to abolish it. We just need people to stop caring about it. Do we want to uh, pivot a little bit here and talk about majors and talk about the importance things? Because I feel like we're getting to that, that part of where in golf, what really matters and what what really matters in disc golf and what maybe should really matter because in golf right now one thing that a lot of people or you know I don't know what it's like right now cuz I haven't really been paying attention to the golf in the the last couple months but in the past FedEx put 20 million they made this new FedEx Cup mm-hmm. where you get points for certain events and the winner at the end of the year gets 20 million dollars yeah okay most money given out to anything, any like any tournament, anything, right? No one cared. No. no one paid attention to it when it first came out. No one cared. And if anything, there was a bunch of backlash being like, why are they giving out another huge check to someone that, if you if you won that, that means you did so well the entire season that you won tons of money already. You just got so many millions. Yeah. So people hated it at first, right? Because people hate change. Now it's something that people actually kind of pay attention to Playoff. and see, yeah, and see what their ratings are. And the players 100% know where they are in the FedEx Cup because $20 million is a massive change. I yeah. think it even, does it, don't they pay out? Oh, it goes down, down, right? Well, the like way, second place still gets like yeah. a chunk. Here's what they did that made it so people didn't like the FedEx Cup playoffs because you've got guys. I remember it was one year like Justin Rose 
three putts in the last hole, comes in fifth. Oh, and he just won $5 million. <laughs> so people didn't like that people were jockeying for position. Like each putt was worth so much money. Mm-hmm. But what they did is they made it so that whoever wins the tour championship, the last event of the year, you had to be really, first of all, only the top 30 players even get into the tour championship. Which is, let's be honest, if you've been there, which I have, it's, it is it's an a, insane event. It's electric. Insane. And then they made it so literally you could be in dead 20th. Last. You get dead last. Yeah, and you can win, and you get so many points for winning that it's hard to win and not win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It happens, I mean, what, Rory won the last one, right? Mm, yeah. I think Tiger won the last Tiger won the one before that. Yeah. Well, no, he won the... Tiger did... No, did he win the last He won the event. Yeah, he did. But he didn't win the whole thing. Well, the here's the exciting thing, and this is a different thing. Now what they're doing, because it was like that, where you would go into the tournament and first place would have so many points already that it was almost impossible for anyone to catch him. Now, imagine doing this in a disc golf event. Paul is so... Like, he accumulates all these points... So Paul starts at oh, USDGC yeah. 10 under par. Mm-hmm. Ricky starts the event at 8 under par. And it goes all the way down the list. And I'm the very that. last person to qualify. I start at even. So I'm already starting 8 shots back. But if I beat Paul, I win. I win the 20 mil. Jeez. Where before, it was Paul points. needed to get a certain place. And I would have to win for even a chance. Yeah. Like if Paul got second and yeah. I beat Paul... Paul still beat me. They yeah. simplified it so that the person who wins the trophy at the end is also who won yes. the event. First which, place always wins. Which people don't realize, but Tiger won the tour championship. And if he would have, he missed the putt on 18 and still won. If he would have made that putt, he would have, in the in the new system, he would have ended up beating, uh, I think it was Justin Rose, actually. Yeah. Yeah. He would have ended up beating Justin. Oh, because the Justin Rose would have started at 10 under, and I think Tiger would have started at like four or something. Justin had a terrible tournament. Tiger would have actually caught him so and beat Tiger him. So Tiger beat him in the tournament, but didn't beat him by six strokes. Yeah, Correct. The point is that... So, it, that I mean, there's just different ways of making it exciting. And I think where I want to pivot to, unless you have one more... What, I'm just saying the point is like that wins need to be more the most prestigious. Like, yes. it's so hard to win on the PGA Tour. It's so hard. Like, when a guy wins, it's like it makes his whole season. Mm-hmm. Like Regardless that, of how big the tournament yeah. is. Yeah. Well, it's also, like you were talking about, life-changing money. Yeah. Yes. Like in, in disc golf, I think what that spreadsheet shows us is we're not actually that far away from having, quote-unquote, life-changing money. Do we, like do, does 20, anyone remember grand. the guy, do you remember the guy's name that was like living out of his car and he won back-to-back events on the PJ Tour recently? Mm. Oh my gosh, I can't remember. If you guys know, put it in the how comments. How recently? Like, like a nature, two year, like oh, two years ago, well, a year a and a half. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's stories like that all the time of where people are grinding, 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 and they win one event and now all of a sudden they can change. $10,000 is getting really close for someone that is on the cusp of, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Should I be playing more? Should I be practicing more? Do I need to find a job? And then yeah. all of a sudden you win 10 K. Yeah. Now you're thinking, that's, oh, that's, that's going to for a few months. That's going to keep me for a few months if I get a, another win or if I get a top three or something. Yeah. Now I can keep going. Whereas four grand, you're like, I just got another like month and a half on tour maybe. Yeah. It's, it's a difference. Yeah. The other thing too is like 10 grand on tour is completely different from 10 grand being at home. Like your expenses on tour are high. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You yeah. have mm-hmm. so much to factor in to, because it's not like you're buying, unless you're 
someone with an RV or something, you're not buying groceries for a month or two weeks at a time yeah. because you're on the road. You're getting in your car and driving. You're eating so out. you're eating out or you're just getting groceries for a few days, like every week or whatever. And but, then and then also, if we make wins more important, I, I do want to talk about majors here. Yeah. So we're getting close. But if we make wins more important, the 1018 guy that wins a tournament because he just wins. He just yeah, had a good, good weekend. No one knows he's 1018 anymore. Yeah. And he wins. And so everyone's talking about this guy. Yeah. And they're not looking like what you literally just did and look, go, dang, Paige shot a 933. Exactly. You're looking and you're, you're just assuming that Paige played bad based off of an arbitrary number. Because there's numbers next to her name. Yeah. Versus looking at what she shot. And now in your head, you're looking at a number and saying, holy cow, Lisa shot four shots better her, than her. Yeah. You're saying that. You're not basing it off of that. So the narrative all, all of a sudden switches. And obviously, you're still going to get that. If Paul doesn't win yeah. and you watch him play and he doesn't have a good round. But not you're, as much. You're gonna, But it's not as much. And you're not going to focus on that. You're not yeah. going to focus on this 10-12 guy won, so clearly something weird happened. You're going to focus on, holy cow, who is this guy? Yeah, it's not going exactly. to be like, a, like a, when Colton won yeah, Waco so or something. I wanted to go to this example with Colton yeah. and go back and look at the scale because Colton took first at Waco and he got $3,625. What would he have gotten on the PGA Tour scale? So Waco, he would have gotten $6,371. Okay, so significant amount more money. And then he took 43rd at Memorial which got him 475 bucks. It would have gotten him 200. Okay, so he loses 200 there. He's still up like over 3 grand. Uh he's up at that point he's up 2500. He's up 2500 and then he did what else? Um Preserve. Did the preserve. Um yeah, preserve he took 8th and he got 1100. So at preserve he would have gotten he would have made 66 more bucks. So he would have been Boom. up 25, so he's a, 66. Yeah, I'm sure Colton would absolutely love to still have the prestige of winning the disc golf pro tour that he like did. That? Yeah. <laughs> would you sacrifice like, 200? Would you, would you sacrifice 200 bucks at Memorial, basically, for winning, still having the prestige of winning an elite series event and a bunch more money, especially like in the terrible circumstances that we had of going into quarantine? Like, yeah. I'm sure he'd love to have a couple extra bucks in his pocket. Yeah. As, like Brody said, a 10, 12 rated golfer at the time, that's what he was. Winning an elite series event. Well, it also removes the thing of like, if I'm an outside player, I'd heard of Colton, obviously, because I've been in disco. Yeah. But if I'm an outside person, I'm just a Paul fan. I'm looking, I'm like, oh, well, this 10-12 guy beat him. That's a fluke. Yeah. yeah. It removes that completely because it's Who cares? Paul. Who is this Colton he's guy? He's on the tour. Yeah. He, so he's legit. Yeah. If and you're he on just the won tour, a tour you're event. legit. It doesn't Absolutely. matter. Like I'm looking at like, oh, well, this 10-11 uh, guy beat... Yeah, whoever. Like, that's always, a fluke. Everyone yeah. always looks at the ratings and yeah. then sees. Yeah, if you like, if you like, up. back up to Vegas. Tristan Tanner at the time at Vegas was like 980 rated or something, yeah. and he took like top five at Vegas. And, and you're like, wow, goes, he must have just had a good weekend, exactly. like good for him. That sucks. But it's like, no, he like hung with Nate Sexton and Calvin Heimberg and like these really good players yeah. for the entire tournament. Like ratings, Tristan's legit. He's yeah. a good golfer. Ratings makes people emphasize the negative of like that was a fluke in Tristan's game instead of being like, who's this Tristan Tanner kid? And which. What the narrative should be is Tristan Tanner has never placed in a top ten at any tournament, and he's in second right now. Yeah, that's what it should be. And then that generates stories at, versus exact exactly because Those right are the now statistics people. That's why people are saying, about. "Oh, FPO is stale," or "Oh, it's so boring when just Paul or just Page wins." Well, part of it is true. Part of it is the media's fault for not doing their due due diligence of yep. like where is the storyline outside of Page and Paul that I can follow. 
Where yeah. is the storyline that like, people right now are talking about Paige's being the highest rated player of all time yeah. versus the girl that just Lisa, won? Yeah, it just, la- it just didn't was, lost was the, the tournament. last time she won a big tournament. Lisa Fakus? Yeah, it's been, it's been a minute. It's been a while. Yeah, so like that should be the storyline of like, is this is, is she coming up? Did she figure something out? Yeah, because you know? like there's gonna be some players who just saying Tristan Tanner came in fifth or it was yeah I had no idea because yeah. that wasn't a storyline. Mm-hmm. Saying Colton won. That, I also there might be I also people listening didn't know no Tristan do. Tanner was under a thousand rated. He just got to a thousand this last update, I yeah. think. Like I played with him. Well, but again, it's I because I played with him in Dallas, and I literally, yeah. If someone would have came up to me, and was like, "What do you think this guy's rating is?" I, from knowing how he did in Vegas and watching him play, I would have said like, I don't know, like ten twenty five. Well, that's the thing is he's probably playing ten twenty five level golf right now because he just went from nine eighty yeah. to a thousand in a season. He's just yeah. dropping off old rounds yeah. that he's played on like from now to the end of the year that could be maybe averaging around nine ninety. That's another dumb thing with th- ratings. Th- yeah, he's it now doesn't show who you golfer. currently are. It shows who you've been over, over a, a year. Year, yeah. sure. With, they tried to like double weight the your yeah, your twenty five percent most recent rounds, but it that also doesn't takes really a matter month for the like, rounds to even go on your rating. Exactly. So if I play now, I'm not getting that thing till August something. So let's mm-hmm. pivot and talk about majors. Yeah, talk can about we, is that is that is that something that we can talk about? Is that an okay topic? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we're All talking right. about the prestige of events. So. Again, or should we do? Yeah, let's okay. get into majors. People want to hear this. Yeah. Okay, let's get into majors, and then majors might lead us into disc golf versus golf terminology. Because okay. I feel like I feel like that's a good segue. So, again, I'm going to base a lot of my stuff off of golf because it's been around way longer. How dare you? And <laughs> and at the end of the at the end of the day, the only thing difference between disc golf and golf is disc golf has the word disc in front of golf. Can we all agree to that? Thank you. Uh, we okay. can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the same game. Okay. Golf. You've got four majors. Yeah. Okay. You've got Augusta, which is potentially maybe the most prestigious if you're from the United States. Okay. It's played at the same course, and it's run by Augusta. Okay. Okay. Is that the... Is they, I think they have a Augusta fancy, National. I think they have a... Augusta National. Yeah, I think it's the Augusta National is the yeah. fancy term. Yeah. Of what the organization is. Then you have the U.S. Open. Okay, the U.S. Open is run by the USGA. It's a term that's always in the U.S. and it bounces around from what they consider the most difficult courses in the United States. And the USGA comes in and says, "Oh, this is already a really hard course. Let's make it even Let's harder." Let's make it harder. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that's the one tournament. That's the one major that you always can expect that is going to push players to their absolute limit. Then you've got the PGA Championship, which is run by PGA of Americas. They um, they bounce that around from a handful of tournaments similar to the US Open. And there's some, you know, there's been some interesting things going on of where maybe the PGA Championship is trying to be a little bit too much like the US Open, where they're trying to make it really difficult. They're trying to figure out their situation. And these majors have moved too. They don't always happen at the same time. That was a big thing that happened is the PGA Championship used to be, gosh. I don't want to mess this up. But I feel like they used to be the second one or something, and they just moved to the they, last one, or they used they to be moved, the last one, and they just moved they to... They moved up to the beginning of the year. Okay, so they, they used, used to be, the, be the very last one. They don't want to compete with football. Okay. And some people think that was a bad move because the PJ Championship Is was the final major. It was like the cap. So it was kind of like that had like if if Roy hadn't won a major that year everyone was like Kenny win well, at the PGA and I, now that's moved it would up. be like moving USDGC the PGA is definitely the, the low lowest on the total okay I so think not it like conflicts USDGC. I think it also <laughs> no no I think it also wise. conflicts with the players too which people considered like the fifth major yeah and they're worried it takes away the from players that. yeah 
Um, but anyway, so, the Open. And then you have, uh, and then you have the British Open or the just the Open. The Open. Yeah. Um, and that is run by. Oh my God, I'm blanking on the name. You said the British Golf Association or something like that. Like it's not that. I, I'll have to look it up and I'll tell you here in a second. But it's run by the oldest organization in golf. Basically, where golf. Yeah, look up. I'll look yeah. it up for you. It's it's a really fancy name, and they're very fancy people that do it. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but that is the oldest major, and that one, if you live outside of the United States, that is the most important one. Okay. Like if you grow up in Europe, so that's the European Open. Sorry, I'm just trying to yeah. relate this golf yeah. in my head. So those are the four majors, and depending on who you talk to, they all, some people, I think the PGA is the only one that everyone agrees isn't as prestigious as the other three, but depending on who you talk to, everyone will say another one. And if you've won a Masters, a Open, and a PGA, you're not thinking i want to win another masters you're thinking i want to win the u.s i haven't won that grand one slam, yeah. Yeah. i want a grand slam According the royal and ancient golf club of st andrews that's it yeah. 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 yeah yeah they're very prestigious over there i can tell um so on the golf side you have four majors okay and those four majors are massive if you win a major if you are no, a nobody and then you all of a sudden win a major you now are a major player in golf yeah that okay? makes sense and then all the other tournaments are down here. It's great. You win millions of dollars. Great for your sponsors. Great for everything. But at the end of the day, if you're a professional golfer, the one question someone's going to ask you is how many majors did you win? Okay. They're not going to ask you how many Masters did you win. They're not going to ask you how many U.S. Well, Opens you won. They're going to literally ask you how many majors. There's like, there's like a list of like Ricky Fowler, Matt Kuchar, like the guys who are great players that best, never won a major. It's, yeah. it's basically best quarterback to never win a Super Bowl. Yeah. 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 Okay. Best basketball player to never win a championship. Those are all things that happen in every sport. And I feel like now talking about disc golf – that was one of the most confusing things to me coming over to disc golf is what's what, and then all of a sudden you throw in this dark horse curveball, which is the world championship, where if you're just an athlete and you love sports, if someone says world championship, you immediately think that is the most important thing. Yeah, I think right? even disc golfers would say that. Yeah. Okay, but then why is it still considered a major? Why is it still considered... The same tier, the same as, tier same as the USDGC, or so. What are the so? <clears throat> I'll leave it to you. What are the majors in disc golf currently? Yeah. Currently You're, this year, you go. Oh, me? well, not this year. No, no, yeah. it's in years past. Like, well, what, well so there's, there's been lots. No, yeah. but the, obviously the, the, the ones year, that are mainstays the, are like yeah. the World, ones that would have USDGC, happened this year. European Open. Those, those are the mainstays. Yeah. Those, those three. were the three for this they'll year. They were the three for last year. Day or they'll throw in. There's normally always the worlds, the USDGC, a European major, which is currently and for the next couple years should be the European Open. Yeah, it's been the Kona Peace Day Open. It's been the European Masters. Um, was the Aussie Open ever? A the Aussie major? Open has been a major. It I think, used to be two every. Times. It used to be like every other year. So like yeah. 2017, 2015 mm-hmm. type. Of and then there's also been the Japan Open. There's no. been yeah. and they, there's been also multiple. There's Japan Open's sick, yeah. and that's they I'm so it's excited. Back, right? You know, obviously hoping where travel restrictions and yeah. stuff are better by May of next year, but. At the same time, um, there's also been another, like as Brady would say, a bunch of dark horse random majors that have been in Europe from the Scandinavian Open, the um, Stockholm Open. There's, yeah, so I could I name think, probably four I, more of like random. Yeah, so I think, and and this might be a question to Trevor, because I feel like Trevor gets golf. We're yeah, we're <laughs> on there in the golf, and also just like 
I mean, everyone can chime in, but when they added statistics to sports, it changed the game. Yeah. When they started history and started tracking things, it was a game changer. And one of the things that golf holds that a lot of sports don't is how long the game has been around. It has so much history because it was created so far ago. Yeah. That they're able to look back and say, hey, this tournament has been played over a hundred times. Yeah. Over a hundred years, this tournament has taken place. That history matters, and I think it matters to sports people, and I think it matters to players. And if you start bouncing tournaments around, if you start not yeah. really solidifying what matters in your sport, you're going to have an issue down the road because, like, in basketball right now, what do everyone? What does everyone gauge off of? Who's the best basketball player of all time? Rings, titles, yeah, titles. titles, championship titles, yeah. championship titles, so right? Like, For the most that? part, yeah. So, disc golf, it doesn't make sense to me that I don't want to get. I'm not saying we need to get rid of anything. I'm just saying we need to have a better understanding of what matters what and saying. what doesn't, and like. Whether if it's you reclassifying what something means, the world or, championship should be at a different goal. a different world. It's it's a world championship. Yeah. No. Well, throw it throw it somewhere I think what way you were up saying top. Earlier is making sense. Like, if you talk about Tiger, he's won X amount of majors. Mm-hmm. If you talk about Climo, he's won twelve worlds. Worlds and U.S. titles in disc golf are the two that have stuck the most. They're I the think. prestigious. They're, They're the, the prestigious, two prestigious events. That I see what you're happen. saying though, like. They got to pick their majors and stick to them so mm-hmm. that we can say, you know, 50 years from now, like that it's the same, like it's comparable. Yeah. So we can, when we say, like, people still make that argument in golf, like when they compare major championships or like wins, Sam Sneed, Tiger just tied like yep. Sam Sneed's wins, wins. record. Yep. And they're like, that's not even applicable because the field is so different and those events were so different. The majors. Yep. That happens in golf and golf's been around forever. We can't mm-hmm. have that happening in disc golf. And if we're I mean, switching, already happening. Yeah, if does. we're switching around majors all the time, that's what's gonna happen. Like, well, that major, he won all those majors back when they were playing that event. And that event was yeah. way easier to win. Like the Aussie Open, it might. If I'm wrong in saying that, not as many players travel to play that, no, right? No. So you could argue it's easier to win an Aussie Open. Absolutely. It's so like we don't want majors that are easier to win. But then, if you also decide that these are the majors, and if you win at this, ma- majors are gonna be ten thousand for the winners. And everyone knows now that majors matter versus just world championships. You're gonna have people travel to play at the Aussie Open. You're just going to. And if you're if you're an athlete that cares about your legacy and cares about, I want to try to do everything I can to leave my mark on the sport. You're going to try to win majors. So do we? So what's the answer for disc golf? Do we separate worlds as like a new tier? To me, just the worlds world? feels like an Olympics. In disc golf. So Worlds is its own thing above majors. Worlds Worlds is going to be the most important thing and should stay the most important thing. Because so, I don't think, if I said right now, I think you should get rid of the Worlds and just make four majors, I think I would literally get killed. Well, that's a horrible <laughs> idea. Yeah. That's, that's why I'm not saying it. It's not yeah. a good idea. So you should keep Worlds. You already have that established. You already have established that is the most important thing. But I'm thing. saying. But do, now you have a, need to have a subset. But do we change, like, do you, are you saying it should be more like, you know, players by the majors they win and the majors should be like like Paul's won this is not real but 30 I think it's majors. Be, he's won 15 majors so Paul's won 15 majors Sorry. I think it's going to be like basketball okay basketball you know for the most part if you're a basketball fan you know how many NBA championships someone's won and how many times they've made it to finals yeah so the championships is worlds finals is majors 
Okay. Because you can't have it like golf because all four of those are technically all in one grouping. Yeah. Right? And they all matter. They all matter about equal. You're not going to be able to do that in disc golf because everyone's going to be like, oh, this guy's won 10 majors but hasn't won a world title. Yeah. Like, everyone's going to say that. Versus versus the guy that's won two world titles. If you won two world titles and no majors and a guy's won 10 majors and and no world titles... Everyone's going to assume yeah. the two-time two world, world champion is, is much better. more legit. Yeah. When in fact, he's not. All those were very, they're all equally hard to win. And that guy won more. Yeah. You're, that that narrative is never going to happen in disc golf. So Worlds has to be the NBA championship. Yeah. And then the majors has to be. I mean, I think, to me, Worlds, I, I'm fine with Worlds being above a major. I think it makes, I think every disc golfer already thinks that way. Because mm-hmm. like if. What I was saying, like, uh, if Paul, let's say Paul or Ricky or whoever this year, not this year because there's no Worlds, next year, Ricky comes out and loses, 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 but wins a Worlds. That, he had a good he year. He had a great year. Yeah, he yeah. won Worlds. He had a good year. Yeah. Whereas if you win everything and you lose Worlds and you're Paul, people are like, ah, Paul had an off year. Yeah. He could come in second or third at every event and have a dominant year but lost Worlds. It could be like Calvin this year. Calvin's, yeah. Calvin's having a Calvin's heck of a season. Yeah. And, yeah. and if he doesn't play well at Worlds... he had Worlds is not happening this year. Yeah. But yeah. If he didn't play well at Worlds, right? If he didn't get a top three at Worlds or yeah. something... Well, that's what makes people a, remember you. He had a bad... If a three bad years thing. from now, people aren't going to remember, you know, Paul's 2016, 2017... Since it's Paul, they might. But, like, Greg Barsby, if he wouldn't have won Worlds in 2018, no one would have remembered his season. Mm-hmm. But instead, forever now, people will remember, oh, Greg Barsby in 2018 took down Worlds. The majors are almost like, you can almost say they're almost like the playoffs. Really. That might be a better thing of, if again, you're not a team sport, but making the playoffs is a big accomplishment. Yeah. But winning it all is the best accomplishment. Yeah. I think USDGC stays as a major. I like that. I, I think European it's Open stays. Open. And I think we need one more. That's consistently Maybe. there. I think the European Open is a great event so to stay. So have three majors and then And then Worlds. World. So there's four major events. One's above a major tier-wise and prestige-wise, which is already above prestige-wise, regardless it even, of the It thing. literally doesn't even call... It's not even considered a major. No, it, literally it, it, it's, at the, a new, at the it's just the world. At, yeah, at the end of the Paul's world career, it'll say he's won seven world titles. You put a little W 20, next to it. Yeah, right now it's 20, five world championships and, 20, and ten majors. And 20 majors. Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Five five, five world, world championships, time. ten majors. So I yep. think you add a third major. So world which, is above it and then which you the have PDJ a third. PDJ wants to do Nate Heinold is like the chair of the majors committee and he wants to add a third major or what would be a would fourth, be fourth major right now. Yeah. and call it the PDGA championship or something similar to that, bring that back that used to be a major event. I think um, that takes away that brings no. in the whole argument of should the PDGA be doing like the PDGA should forget the national tour, forget everything yeah. but worlds. The yeah, PDGA keeps worlds. Yeah. The PDGA with, oh, they already have worlds. I don't have the PDGA. The, the PDGA owns worlds. Disc golf pro tour gets a major. Yeah, like sure, called the disc golf pro tour championship the last major. Yeah, they need that's, to rework. The, I mean, it would be nice to not play back to back majors at the end of the yeah. season, but that's another. You got to figure out yeah. the timing. The yeah, you got to figure it out, but because they have like PGA championships and stuff in the middle of the season, right? What majors? Well, you could. Well, you could. Well, majors are all majors are all throughout the year. But isn't there some like the PGA Championship and the this championship in the middle of a season? Yeah. So why can't we have the Masters? Wait, you're talking about not majors. Majors. 
Yeah, the majors Masters is in April. All throughout. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. like the PGA is the PGA champion. What's a major? Name one major. U.S. Open is that in the middle yeah. of the season? That's in June. That's Augusta, in June. like Augusta Probably National is like in April. So then why can't yeah. we have the Pro Tour Championships in July? Well, the Pro they Tour Championships be. like the Pro Tour Championships, but say like the USDGC. You know, we're going out to USDGC in you know April instead of they October. Should be, they USDGC should, should be the capstone. They that should, should be. be when the season ends. I hate. Uh, I hate every. Every year we get to USDGC. Why every is, event why is past World's it, not the last thing? Because it never has been. But every year you get to USDGC. <laughs> well, that's a great thing. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying, Fantastic I'm saying wow. every year you get to USDGC, the season's over. Like, I've never watched the Hall of Fame Classic and been like, oh, yeah, I'm really interested in this. Yeah, oh, cool, the NT even, finale. The like, season's yeah. going to be even way more over if Worlds is before stuff. That's fine. The but pro- I'm saying a major needs to be the, the, problem the, the end. Is the problem is... Yeah, Worlds. That's when it feels like the end. Worlds is the biggest tournament. So that's that should be saying. the final tournament. If the Pro Tour Championship's a major, Bowl. it you're can't gonna, be... You're not going to put a... Su- you're gonna have a Super Bowl before like the Pro Bowl. Yeah, but if a if the Pro Tour Championship, <laughs> wait, do they play the Super Bowl? No, they do the Pro the Pro Bowl's Bowl right before, the right? one week before the Super Bowl. Yeah, because yeah. they know if they put it afterwards, no one. No one's it. gonna watch it. Yeah, if they do a Pro Tour Championship though as a major, they got to get rid of the bracket style. Like it's not the same. Why event. not? Well, no, bra- well, the the bracket, the bracket, style? the bracket, and like winning your card stuff is all garbage. Yeah, I think it's wait, a beautiful. This I didn't hear about. This. So the way the pro tour, you know, the pro tour points that people are accumulating and there's a standings. Like you basically oh. get yeah, you get seated, you get put in cards, oh, right. and then winners of cards move on. Oh. And that then, event is not a major. No, it's not. They come up. With I think this is a sweet opportunity to keep this seating and keep this standing, but go to a match play format. Yeah, well, like imagine watching. Like I remember it was two years ago when we were talking about this. The Dell match play is a great event. They don't even. Well, have to call it a Pro Tour Championship. They can just say this, like whatever they call it, presented by the Pro Tour. That's and, fine too. I just think the Pro major. Tour, I just think the Pro Tour yeah. Championship sounds dirty if it was just a major. But that to me sounds like a point series type thing. Yeah, that sounds, that's doing. like the Tour Championship, which yeah. is not a major. No, what, one, no the, one remembers how many Tour Championships you've won. When no. I think PGA Championship, the only person that remembers major? how many Tour yeah. Championships you and, won are the players. Okay, what is twenty million dollars? What is the Pro Tour compared to in, P, in PGA? P, like golf. The Pro what Tour is, is, is the PGA blank. Tour. The, no, the Pro Tour is what the PGA Tour. But the PGA yeah. Championship. This, so this, why the heck the is it not the Pro, Pro Tour Championship? The PGA Championship is not the PGA Tour Championship. It's just it's run the, by the PGA. It's oh the yeah, correct. sorry. PGA, so, be the PGA, disc golf, the disc so, golf hold on, Pro hold on. Championship. The P, it's what the PGA you're trying to say is, yeah, what you're thinking of. So you have the PGA Tour, and then you have the PGA of Americas, which is a completely different organization. So this is something where we don't take from golf because that is the most confusing stuff. It is. No, it is very confusing. This is where we simplify. This is. This Picking is where shoes. you have a bunch of companies that are like, no, 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 we're the most important. No, we're the most important. They're all jockeying for position. Yeah, and you're going to get that everywhere. Yeah. You're going to get that everywhere. But and the P, what you're trying to suggest is what the PJ Tour has been trying to do for years. The Players' Championship, they're trying to make that a major because they own it. The PJ Tour, that's, their, that's the Disc Golf Pro Tour's championship and they're trying to say this is a major and everyone's like no bro okay so the players championship no. there we go we call it the players championship can, sure. that's a major that's actually dirty yeah, you can the players i'd be down for that so that's a disc golf major and we keep the pro tour as the bracket seating thing yeah, yeah. and then we're good we're yeah. set fine okay Perfect. terminology yeah. terminology. Terminology. terminology like that do we have a list of stuff that i already said I we don't, don't like? really but i think this is where <laughs> oh boy this is where we pick and choose stuff like this is where but I think what you're saying is like who's so, choosing what we're taking. So this is yeah. So I wanna I wanna first open it with, um, you have disc golf and you have golf. Clearly, looking at the two sports, they're very similar from an outside outside perspective. Yeah. At some point, someone made a decision of we want to keep this, we want to change this, we want this, we don't want this. I want to know who that person was. 
and I want to know why they made those decisions. So I'm just going to throw out a couple things. Let's okay. First one being um, the under par. Okay. Yeah. In golf, if you shoot, if the par is 70 and you shoot a 67, you say you say you shot three under. Yeah. Okay. You don't say you shot negative three, which is what yeah, you whatever. No one says that. No one, no one, I think we all agree. No one says that. No one that. says that. that was you don't me. say you shot three down. That No one has ever said that. That is a disc golf thing. That's a disc golf it's thing. Disc golf and then there was another thing that some people say, three big or three. Oh, so if you're over par, there's the, like, I'm shooting over or three big. Or... Yeah, well, if you're over par, you shoot. You literally said over par. So I shot three, three over. Or three up. Oh, yeah, three up was the yeah. other one. Uh, three ups, yeah. disc golf. Yeah. yeah. If you say down or up in golf, that is talking about match play. But that see, is that's a completely the, different. Uh, d- yeah. You're not playing stroke play anymore. You're playing match play. But that's so the if me and thing. Trevor are playing golf and I beat him in the first three holes, I'm three up. Yeah. He's three down. I get that. Um, but like in disc golf, match play isn't really a big thing. Like there's, to be. there's certain match play it's events. Great to but be. So yeah. my question is, who said, "Hey, we're playing stroke play, so let's take the match play terminology from golf"? I feel like it wasn't it probably just caught on. I feel on. like it was just legit, like <laughs> yeah. it makes logical sense. I think it just caught on. Like I'm three down. That just makes perfect sense to me. Like I'm three down to the course. That I, sounds I'm, like you're not playing well. Course par. I'm three down. I, to I'm the three gym. up. I also do think like three, I mean, like I three down, three. I get it. Like if like, you said three down, three. too. Five. Like I came from like ball golf, and like it caught on. Like I say it because it just it so makes like, sense. It rolls. It just well, yeah, like, okay. like three, like three down through five sounds better than three under through five. It's easier to say. I mean, I don't necessarily. I don't think that flows better. Three, like I'm three down through th- five. Or down, so down a lot better. of times has like a bad, t- has like a, a, a negative terminology. So does under. When do you ever say under? Six feet under. Actually, under the weather. Under the weather. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so I, I take back everything I said. <laughs> That's not um, okay. This is like not the most important. No, this one, is not the most no. important. But I wanted to preface with that because there's just things. Well, I'm just saying that one. I'm so I'm, I fully support disc golf keeping down. I can. Down, I, I, I would say this. You can say yeah. You can say whatever you want. It's fine. But the problem is we need to pick something and stay with it because we've heard on coverage, which this past tournament we watched coverage and someone said negative three. Or something like that. So we need to just we need to just pick it and everyone say it because it'll be less confusing. Can we agree with that? Sure. It'll be less sure. confusing. Or no? I mean, yeah. I think it all makes sense. I don't think I I don't know know how. When I get first confused. started playing disc yeah, golf, disc I heard golf. people say three down and stuff like like down. I had no idea what it meant. Yeah, it's same. That's all I'm saying. Is the, it was like all the disc golfers that are watching are totally. Yeah, all the yeah. disc golfers are probably like, bro, you're an They're idiot. Like, like, we get it. We understand. We get, it's we all it. the same. Yeah. But I'm just saying, for newer players, it's confusing when there's a bunch of terminology. Okay, moving on to the ones that I think actually do matter. Out of bounds. Okay. Out of bounds in golf means something completely different than out of bounds in disc golf. I would love to start seeing out of bounds being played like out of bounds in golf. And that's the stroke and distance. And And then you have hazards where if you go into a hazard, you can play it like how out of bounds is currently being played. And I think that would also make courses more dynamic because now there's two different types of penalty strokes. Mm -hmm. and, And so now, standing on the tee... You're thinking about the OB line, and you're thinking about the hazards. Where well, right now everything's just the same. Think about like the drama that that creates at the USDGC on the island hole. 
when a guy has to retease so many times. Well, they kind of removed some of that drama because you only retee like well, two now or three you only times. Three, 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 three times. But three times you, you go to the tee off, you miss, you miss. I like yeah. it. Previously, I, you could tee off all day. I yeah. like yeah. the island. You're not making the island. I like that. I, <laughs> think, I love that. I think it creates like, why are we, if we see that, like that's the only event I've ever watched in disc golf where a guy can step to the 17th hole with a, a five, lead. a huge lead, <laughs> Johnny, and I'm like Johnny McRae in yeah, like 2000. And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, I'm thinking to myself, yeah, this 14, is, it's 14. not over until he gets on that island. Yeah. I want to see more what are, shots yeah. like that. Is there a uh, golf course that's very similar to that? TPC Sawgrass, very similar. <laughs> yeah, many players have gone to 17, and and the way that that course is also built is kind of reminds me. When I heard someone say about how far of a walk it is, I haven't done it yet, but how oh, far of a so walk crazy. it is from 16 to 17, yeah. it, it, it's so oh, funny yeah. because at players, on 16 is all the way down. You play all the way down 17. Yeah. So as you're walking down 16 playing, oh, you look to your right and you see it. Mm-hmm. And you see all the people, you see all the cameras. And you're already starting yeah. at that moment. I mean, I played a practice round there. Yeah. For nothing. And I already was starting to sweat. Well, I think that's the thing is you, it's something about the buildup of like, you know, the moment's coming. Yes. That makes the hole hard. Yeah. Like, if you take that's the, not a hard hole. No, not at all. It's a 200 foot. Little those guys time. would, those guys yeah. would shred that hole. But it's the half a mile walk you have. Yeah. And it's, the it's, mentality. It's the walk with a hundred to 300 people yeah. behind but it's you. Also walking, the stroke yeah. and distance. That's yes. not, that's not say that if, if yeah. there, if, the, if you threw it OB and, and you were able to drop team. into yeah, the drop zone immediately over, yeah. to the 40, no one would miss that as much. No, but it's the thought of, I could be legitimately losing the whole tournament. And I threw the disc I already wanted to throw. Open up. That (laughs) that hole could be a two or a four, but now it could be a two or like a nine. So this was one of my, this was one of my things that, this kind of goes back to like the course difficulty and whatnot. But if you open up the USDGC from last year and look at the scores from the winners, from the top like six guys. Okay. I looked at, I looked at the preserve. I believe in the top six guys, there were two bogeys. The entire 18 from all six guys at the preserve. Oh, you want me to look this up on like you just live? Yeah, yeah. I got it. If you look up, I was searching PDGA. So the two, there was two bogeys in all 18 holes for the top six guys at the preserve. Oh, give me, give me the scores of the top six. I forgot how exciting. Give me the Give me the scores of the top six guys on one hole. On 17. On one hole. So hole 17, James Conrad took a seven. Yep. Jeremy Colling took a two. Nico took a five. Chris Clemens took an eight. Chris Dickerson took a five. Philo took a five. So they were, I believe, I believe they were like eight over par, eight or nine over par. Those six guys where the preserve, there were two bogeys the The entire round for six guys. So they're 14 over par. Those six people are 14 over par. And those were the best players at that tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Playing the best. So I, am I saying every hole needs to be like that? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. I don't want that. But what I'm saying is the drama that is created on that hole by stroke and that is created strictly by stroke and distance. Yeah. Yes. The walk obviously helps. Sure. Yeah. But stroke and distance is the reason why that's created. If you add stroke and distance on other holes, is it going to be that crazy? No. But you are going to have holes where you could get a two or you could get a five. Yeah. You could get a three or you could get an eight. That's what that's what disc golf needs. You need the ability of you step up, and I'm not saying every hole needs to be like that. Let's yeah. have some holes where everyone's gonna get a two or everyone's gonna get a three. That's well, fine. 
And I think the thing is, too, I don't want to see a guy throw a huge shot, go out of bounds, and then have a 40-foot putt. For par. Yeah, for par. Yeah. Totally. Like, that doesn't happen in golf. It, yeah, it should not happen. I do like when stroke and distance come up, people get super defensive. There but I like what zones, you said though. about there's an OB and there's a hazard. Yeah. And so, like, in disc golf, if OB went to stroke and distance, but we also had OB lines that were played by the traditional rule. Well, you call them hazard lines. Yeah, but in disc golf right now it's an ob line if that turned into the hazard line and ob line turned into stroke and distance i like that a lot i think that makes sense because some holes like 17 because seven usdgc the ratings don't count because it's against the pdj's rules there's too many waivers that would need to be done for the rules to yeah yeah so it doesn't the ratings don't count okay but if that was something that like this weekend at our tournament we could definitely use stroke and distance here and hazard here you yeah, I mean? yeah. You we could say like, you would use it. You would use it on eighteen. Yeah, you can choose. All that where would be o- all that would be ob. Yeah. To where you'd have to rethrow, and then if you threw one up to the green and it rolled into the water, you would take it up there that's a as a stroke. Yeah, it's a hazard. that would be water. amazing. Yeah, yeah. So that you, be a great hole. That's something that I think is a great like thing where we can pick and choose and make it work for disc golf. Because mm-hmm. there's a third type of OB that just makes things confusing to me. We won't but, even bring that up in golf. Yeah. Yeah. The but, yellow so stakes, yellow we'll stakes, that. red stakes, it well, gets a little, exactly, yeah, it gets but a little confusing. That's we don't, yeah, we don't need to do that. Disc golf, I think people get, as soon as you bring up disc golf versus golf, they get defensive because they think we're talking country club, pay to play, $100 courses. We're only talking the pros. That's all yeah. my suggestions yeah. in disc golf right now is literally pros. Pros, but it's also. And also, not we can, it's like tour pros, too. Yeah. Like we're talking elite series events. And yeah, most, but like we're, we're, saying, we're not talking your local A tiers, yeah. B tiers, C tiers. We're literally yeah. talking about just the top of the top events. But we're also talking about we can look at hundreds of years of sports history look at why they made the decisions they made and learn from those mistakes to say we don't have to make this mistake and figure out that hey we do need a second type of ob they already did it for us they already yeah. figured it out why are we going to sit through and make these same mistakes and take us hundreds of years to get to where they are when we have the history book we have the game plan in front of us let's look and be like this didn't work this does work for our sport this doesn't work this does work yeah and, and- create the best sport we can and I know there's probably a lot of pros that hate stroke and distance. But again, you got to put stuff on the table for them to see and make a decision. If you literally just say we're doing stroke and distance and that's it, a lot of people are going to be like pissed. Yeah. But if you say, hey, if we play stroke and distance, the game's going to be more exciting. There's going to be more players interested in watching. There's going to be more people watching. Now more sponsorship money comes in. And now instead of you making a great year $30,000, you're now making $100,000. Should we do stroke and distance? Yeah. And you know what everyone else complained about stroke and distance? They were like, oh, if I blow up and I have a terrible round, my rating is going to suck. Yeah. And then I'm going to. So, what did USDGC do? No ratings. Yeah. yeah, ratings don't matter. Great. Ratings don't matter in our future where and you we're. You know what gets exciting? Where these tour players are. USDGC ratings. is every year, every single year, USDGC is probably the most exciting event to watch. Yeah. Every year. Like, because every past, shot, something really bad could happen. And the yeah. tournament's throw never bad. over, ever, because you're coming up to 17. Paul 18 have, is super hard, too. Yeah, 18 is really hard. If you're walking up yeah, to 17 and 18 and you have a five-stroke lead, you're not comfortable yet. 18's not even stroke and distance. Could you imagine if 18 was stroke and distance? No. That's, but, that's Off what the tee? Oh, if that was all OB up the, there? Using the two different yeah, types. Yeah, what you haven't seen is it's crazy elevation. Like yeah. It does yeah. not do it justice using on the, the video. Using the two different types of OB is what makes that tournament where every year, it when you're walking down... You're in hole 16, and every any other tournament, Paul's up six or seven going into hole 16. Yeah. I'm turning the TV off. I'm yeah, done. Like, like, why, nice. why would I watch it? Yeah. It's over. Unless unless he's like on record pace or doing yeah. something insane. Yeah. But if I'm there's watching, no drama. If I'm watching Ricky's up six or Paul's up six or whoever's up six going into 16 and 17 at USDGC, 
not a chance I'm turning my TV off because it's nowhere close to over. Let's, yeah. let's also not forget, one of the biggest things in sports is is rooting against someone, right? Yeah. Everyone loves rooting against someone. Everyone loves the so, haters. So if Paul, if I hate Paul and he's up on 17 at a course yeah. and he's up by six, I already know, like, I, I what am I rooting for? Throw it OB so you have a 40-foot putt for par? Yeah. I, I can't root for anything. But if he's throwing OB, I'm like, oh, my God, throw another one OB. Oh, my God, this guy's – he can't let it on the green. Yeah. I'm tweeting, he can't let it on the – I'm going nuts. I'm rooting against him Yeah. because I want someone else to win. Yeah. Right? And yeah. it gives that That's chance. massive in sports, and you're not going to get it when someone can't get a big number. And I would say also yeah. that is why every year I feel like there is different people pushing towards the top at USDGC. Yeah, it, yeah. Because it fluctuates you have to, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No other tournaments throughout the year does I mean, it do that. Paul shot what ten up? Yeah, I go well, saying up. He, <laughs> ten, he, over ten over. Yeah. Ten up. But like, yeah. it seems to change a lot. It always, every year, I feel like there's a new lead card. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like, like that. Chris Clemens had a great year this yeah. year, and you have Kevin this... Jones has broken out at USDGC multiple and that's, years, yeah. and that's yeah. probably that similar to like the US Open because like Augusta, for example. They say that's the easiest major to win because one, it's really hard to get in. Okay, so it's pretty much the same guys almost every year get in it. And talking to some of these guys, they'll literally—I mean, Brooks came out and said it. He'll literally say how certain majors, he's like, half the field can't win. Oh, yeah. Like, no. the, and what are we at in disc golf right now? It's probably even worse than that because, like, at, at most tournaments, would you put bet any money outside of the top maybe fifteen guys? Not even no, close. No way. Not no. even outside the. I'll say top five. five. Yeah. yeah. If you said Where, if you said like Paul, Ricky, yeah, Eagle, if I gave you Simon, like hundred to one odds on like, if you took those four guys and said those guys are someone dark versus course. the field, like no way. The only one I'd I would like sneak in there is Emerson. Oh, yeah. Well, like he's. Emerson. I think he's a top guy now. Oh yeah. Well, he just wasn't in the sport. He's not there, but I yeah. think he's a top guy. Emerson, so. Calvin. So you might have to go like six or seven. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's not great for the sport. You know, I think no. people want to see parody. anyone winning. So, okay, last thing I'll say about terminology. They t- they kept birdie. They kept bogey. And, and this is, again, this is more just for the people that are like, we need to break away from golf. It's like you, there's so many things already in disc golf that you literally just copied from golf. So you clearly don't want to break away completely or else you would have been like, hey, let's call a birdie. Let's let's name. Let's call let, it a let, fish. Let's call it a yeah. Whale. Oh, let's go out to fish. Like yeah. I got a fish. I got a Dolphin. Two, two dolphin. Oh, you got yeah. a whale, which was an eagle. <laughs> yeah. You got a hole in one. You just got a double salmon. Yeah, an ace is no longer an ace. It's going to be a freaking zebra cake. Like, you can. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have the. You, so clearly, there's some things which makes a lot of sense. And what your point earlier was let's figure out what works and yeah. what is going well and keep it and what's not. But I will say the T box is uh, we need to come up with a new name. There is no T's in disc golf. There are no. Okay. You're technically the tea, reason yeah. why it's called a T box in golf is it's you're putting you a T. Should we do like a run up pad? Because so we were well, talking about this. We're earlier. open. We're open. If, yeah. if people listening to this drop, have great ideas, yeah, drop, drop down in the foundation. Com- yeah, drop in the comments. T-pad, what should it be called? T pad does make so much sense at this point. Like as far as it just sounds okay that like yeah. you're because golf to, has made it to where yeah. that is where you. That's the That's where you start. We were saying though. Basically, in disc golf, your T is your run-up. Because we were talking yeah. about this when yeah, we were talking about eliminating run-up. run-ups. Yep, your okay. T is your run-up. So when we were talking about eliminating run-ups, you, your T is your run-up because that's mm-hmm. what provides you with the advantage to get extra distance. So run-up box. Run-up box, sure. But Does not saying, really flow off yeah. the top. <laughs> so T-box the run bad. We leave T-box. I don't have a problem with T-box and T-pad. But where I'm going, and this might need to be the final topic here. 
This person, this was no. A good we gotta talk about tapping because that's just ridiculous. Oh, okay, yeah. we'll talk about tapping. <laughs> <laughs> that's outrageous. No one's tapping anything. That's valid. <laughs> but I mean, you just tap out. What are you tapping? All my buttons. <laughs> the chains. You're tapping all, the chains. All my buttons. Oh, 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 you tapping the chains with the buttons. Oh, but that doesn't work for some people. So some people tap the cage. Oh, I guess you're you still tapping tap. the cage. But that's also legal. Let's be real. Well, this weekend, no, tap, all I'm going to do. Drop. Yeah, but some people don't okay, drop. Okay, drop-ins. So, there is drop-ins. A drop-in? Drop-ins uh, drop drop are dirty. There's your term. I love dropping. I mean, I can take all my putts from this week and hang them over the basket and smack it in and call it a tap in. There we go. Like, tap, there, I tap, tap it in. Please do that because I definitely want to be you. You're definitely. <laughs> well, missing. I'm going to be sitting there tapping everything You're in definitely and burying be missing everything. One of those all right, saying, what are you going to say? What about the idea of eliminating run ups if you're not on the tee? I love it. As just like as just like a. It makes sense. All I'm saying is like, let's try it. What, why is everyone so against All right, it? Battle for Bedford, new rule. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this but is you, XP how, how do we know that's going to be worse? That That's my question. How do we know that? I think it'd be better. How do we know it's going to be worse, though? It definitely nope. changes course par a bit because you no longer can no, like leave, well but the thing is there's certain par fives where the only way you're getting there for to try to make an eagle is a huge run up but eagles should be very hard to come by but they'd be impossible on some level. i mean you could still close to 500 foot standstill it's harder than so here wait okay, here's a good question but, what is a on a hard par five in golf Okay, because they're going to be hard par fives in disc golf and easy par fives You're in disc golf. At just shy of six hundred yards. So, a hard par five in golf, yeah, five. Let's say like five eighty five. Yeah, okay? sure. It's going to take a really good drive, and let's also remember too in golf the lie is so important. Where the lie in disc golf not that important. You unless have you're way, in the woods. Yeah, unless you're in the woods. Yeah. If you're but, in the open, you're good. But you're yeah. probably not having a massively long hole in the woods yeah. for a par five. You're not. Right. Most of the time. Most of the time. So what's harder? Hitting a massive drive off the tee and then hitting a three wood onto the green and then potentially making like a 25 footer or throwing a massive shot off uh, the tee box and and then throwing, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming Paul could still probably rip 450, 475 standstill. Yeah. Yeah, Eagle, Simon. I think those guys could still rip rip it's it that far which is my head around. it's ridiculous <laughs> it's ridiculous but they could so they ripped that so let's say they go 500 450 that's 950 and let's say it's like a a thousand a thousand foothold 1100 feet foothold they're 150 feet out they throw it in yeah what's hard i'm not against the idea i mean i think it's certainly yeah. interesting I, mean, I think they're i think they're close to being equivalent because uh, i do think run-ups like i mean Foot faults like don't need to be a part of the game. Like I mean, you can foot fault off a tee pad still. Yeah. But if you're doing all standstill all, uh, outside of your tee shot, then foot faults are kind of eliminated. It's, just it's like also eliminates. It also eliminates the like step putting, like foot faulting. Yeah. Like, yeah. The jump putting. Jump putting gone. To me, it also oh, gets rid of the fault. That hurts. <laughs> to me, it also <laughs> that hurts my game. A the lot. whole reason with yeah. the whole reason with stroke and distance is the fact that if you throw a bad shot, you're penalized. So now even. If you don't throw a bad, even if you don't throw that bad of a shot, let's say, or let's say there's no stroke and distance OB on a hole, and you still throw a bad shot, like you yank it and hit the first tree, you're now super penalized because your next throw is you can't just pick up your driver again and tee it up and just blast it, you know, if you yeah, shake now you're one. throwing a standstill, and it's, yeah. you're more penalized for a bad shot. I think it's interesting. So. It makes I think it makes forehands even more valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Because now guys are really going to want to throw forehands. Yeah. It's so much, a, it's can so much Can you imagine, easier. though, someone like duffing in golf? Someone duffing a shot, 
Okay. Yeah. And then still somehow making a par. Like how, walking up. How ridiculous that would be. Teeing up their driver again from the like it's a four hundred. It's a four hundred eighty yard par four, and they it's duff it. They much. they duff it, and then they make par. Yeah. Well, off that the tee, ha- they, they do. They duff it three feet off the tee, okay, and then the they tee. make. I say, if you do it on your second shot, it's still well. The whole reason yeah. they can't is because they can't tee it back up. No, you're now hitting your three wood, which you're probably hitting 30, 20 yards shorter. Yeah. And now, now you're you're you would really have to get up and down. It would be a really impressive par. Yeah, and where if someone just... hits a first tree on a par three, they they still stay par. If they yeah, they should still be. It's just oh, they're not gonna get a birdie. Yeah. Versus, holy cow, this guy might not make a par. Like, yeah. it just makes it it just makes it so the four is easier. Yeah. All right. Do we have anything else to talk about? I feel like we didn't even reach. We didn't even talk we about. We didn't anything. talk about everything, but we talked about a lot. So what I'm are other? What are other topics? The only other thing on here was the best ultimate player from disc golf. Oh, oh like, that's your great one. Finish with Should that. We, just, we All right, this we can finish one. Okay, so this is why I, this this is what I wanted to talk about. I'll, I'll set it up. Okay. <laughs> This will be a lighthearted end to a. Yeah, this is a great. <laughs> this was this was good though. There was some, yeah. there was some banter, some back and forth. Um, okay, so my scenario is this: I started actually practicing and playing disc golf January first. My first tournament was Waco, which I believe was like seventy-seven days or something, and that was getting thrown from basically not doing anything in disc golf to being in a premier event on the feature card playing against the best players. Okay. Okay. Now what I want to do is I want to flip the script. I want you guys now to tell me who in disc golf with 77 days of practice could go and play on one of the top teams in ultimate, get thrown in one of the top tournaments, and be the main handler. Main handler being... Yeah, main handler. Can we so now ball? we're talking about well, because disc golf is throwing. Yeah, I'm not. Ex- 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 so that changes my entire mind. Okay, so we'll <laughs> let you go last. We'll, I'm not expecting guys <laughs> in disc golf to figure out how to read the disc and how to cut and all that stuff. That's, that was good. that takes way too much time, yeah, and also they're going to probably gas out. 77 days is not long enough. Preface. <laughs> yeah, 77 days is not long enough so to be able to play to nine ter- games in a weekend. So we're trying to think through someone who could throw an ultimate disc really well. Well, then that's going to change everything. With, with yeah. someone guarding them. Yeah. And then also be able to, if they turn it over or whatever, have to play defense on that guy. Okay, so the, there the, is the point, some athleticism involved. It's Paul oh, Athleticism is almost imperative, but it's not as imperative being a handler versus being well, like sure. a downfield guy. Well, yeah. Paul is not included because yeah. he's not here to defend himself. Well, no one I'm about to name is. <laughs> no one no, is, yeah. but I feel like, you know, if you drop Paul, I think he should be able to yeah. Say something. All right. Who wants to go first? I'll go first just because I just got the tables turned. Because when you said this a few days ago, I was thinking everybody can throw pretty well. Is Everybody's going to throw pretty competently if you're a professional disc golfer. You may have an argument. Okay. I, all so I know is I watch nothing against, <laughs> nothing, nothing against the man. Nothing against the man. But I watched someone try. Okay. First up here. Here's the, here's the first thing. The fact that people think, what is it called when people step out like an ultimate throw? Patent uh, pending. Patent pending. Oh, yeah. The fact that people, when someone throws a patent pending shot and people go nuts, that's how I know <laughs> what you just said is completely wrong because guess what? Every throw that's in ultimate every is patent back, pending. Yeah, every backhand. When you're throwing your forehand, off of this. when you're throwing your forehand, you're stepping with your right foot to your right. Yeah, yeah I know. You're, you're not this. like you're doing disc, the opposite yeah, of what everything. lead with their left foot. I, I just did it in the right. distance like, challenge. Did you just day. say you didn't think about that? No, like that feel oh. like that's natural to me. 
Like I'm very stepping I'm, with your wrong you, foot. Wait, you lead yeah. with your right foot. If when I'm you throwing, throw a if I'm gonna throw a standstill forehand, I would rather be straddled. Well, that you're weird for that, but like I would rather be out here throwing it. That's a, <laughs> like, that's a different. That's a different. Okay, argument. so continue. Though. Okay, so when you first said that, I was thinking, well, who's the guys that are just youngest and can run and jump? So I was like, well, Anthony Barella, he's like a young guy, seems athletic. Okay, Adam Ham is young, athletic. These are guys I was thinking of. Okay, but if we're talking way more about throwing. I know guys like Nate Sexton have like backgrounds in Ultimate and are Ooh. very good like frisbee throwers. Okay. Like guys who throw very crafty, like they throw those dart, he throws that dart around. Yeah. Like he's a guy who I think is throwing very well. Okay. So, so I'm choosing him. I'm going big germ. Okay. Another guy very similar who can I, I had to sneak yeah. that in there before Jeff okay. can answer. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm, def- I'm definitely not saying big germ. I'll wait until the very end to get well, my I was gonna say mainly because if we're talking about a guy who needs to throw well and then just kind of get back on defense on the very back end, he's not running a lot, right? Well, there's still a lot. Of it's man to man defense. <laughs> yeah, well, well, up, up what, is he playing zone? Is he playing yeah. zone by himself? Yeah, originally, yeah, I was going Drew Gibson <laughs> because I was thinking oh, someone more athletic okay. that needed athleticism. If we're going mainly just. Thrower, I, didn't, though, I, I didn't think about Drew. Drew's if throwing's good... way more important, then I'm going someone like Big Germ As who handler, is yeah. going to be like a, he could throw a frisbee on a dime backhand and forehand. I feel like okay, and has an ultimate background. Okay, Jeff. Oh, um, <laughs> nobody took Eagle I, yet. I I wouldn't say I wouldn't pick Eagle. Yeah. No offense to Eagle, but have you seen the guy run? No, I haven't like seen him. E- yeah, Eagle running. Have you seen him do or... push Does he have a video of him <laughs> running? That'd be an interesting there, video. There's like a training video of him and Simon. That, Running? Oh, yeah. Back to old I basically, like immediately videos. after I saw that, I took them out of anything basketball. <laughs> like, anything like, like athletic competition the disc golf are new? Yeah, they're out. Yeah, anything that's like athletic outside of disc golf, I was, they, I, they never came to my mind. Okay. They're, they're athletic with disc golf. Yeah. That way. Yeah. I mean, I think Nico, I like as a pick. Oh, like okay. if, you, if you ever watch, like I mean, watch Nico after you won preserve. He's running around, darting around everywhere. Like that guy can move. When he hit an albatross. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Nico is like that fast, squirrely handler that's hard to defend. Like he's gonna go back and get the disc back from someone downfield. Like I like that. And Nico's just an athlete too. Like if you look before I rank, just a quickly yes or no, uh, or not a yes or no. I'll preface this question. Most tournaments, you play four games on Saturday, three games on Sunday, okay? How many games or how many points or however many is your player that you picked actually playing before they get benched? So I'm going Drew Gibson if we're going stamina at all. You're playing You're playing a tournament. That's, well, that's what, what I'm saying. If we're going that's... just a handler who's like... What you think they're playing a? Uh, they're not playing I don't in a pickup. Okay. I don't know much about ultimate. Okay. Like anything about ultimate. They're not playing in a pickup league. Okay, I'm going Drew Gibson. I'm there, my there's four games on Saturday right, that Drew you Gibson. play at seven o'clock. Then you play at nine o'clock. <laughs> then you play at eleven. Okay. So Drew Gibson's going all Saturday. Okay, he's playing all and he doesn't get benched. No, he's if playing every game. Well, I don't, don't know if that's game. No, I don't know if that's normal. What? What's like? Did you ever get benched? No, you 100% expect like Brody to play the entire. No, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna play the entire tournament, but but no, you're benching someone if they're there's jacking dis out of bounds or they're. That's what I'm saying. Like, so Drew Gibbs is not getting benched. Yeah, that's that's my answer. Okay, so he he's he's your starting he's your starting handler. He's boss after seven. We're throwing him into the fire, right? Yeah, so he's a boss. All right, go. If I'm comparing these guys to already pro ultimate players, they're getting Nate Sexton's getting benched after one game, if not even the whole game. Okay, so he doesn't make it out one game. Okay. I'm so Corn. confused as to what we're answering. You're comparing these two are professional ultimate players. Are we going based on because if, if like, like, at, like at one point watching Waco, did you go? Brody's not on the same level as he got. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did I make it all 18 holes? It took you. So that's what we're answering. 
So Drew, yes. you're putting someone on the field. He missed like two minutes. Huh? He missed yeah, like two minutes. I thought you. it was a stamina thing. I thought we were saying how no, long performance. Performance. You're the performance. I'm you're the, the coach, coach of the team. And all I'm never you... putting Drew in. Okay, let's make the <laughs> let's make it. Let's make he it has to play the first point. Yeah, let's, okay, let's so make it. the first point. And then he's benched. So if been, I have someone to put in that's a pro ultimate player, this yes. Is, this is your comparison, Hunter, <laughs> yeah. for basketball. This is your starting this is your starting point guard. <laughs> They're turning the ball over multiple times in the first like two minutes of the game. Yeah. You're pulling your point guard, right? You're throwing, putting the other I'm not guy in, right? Clint Dempsey into the LA Lakers and keeping him on the floor for more than 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Like, come Bye. on. Yeah. Okay. That was weird. <laughs> I just thought the first American athlete in my head was Clint Dempsey. <laughs> all right. All right. So I guess all right, well, we got Drew Gibson. Yes. Nate Sexton. And Nico, Nico. Okay, your first pick would have got absolutely brutalized on defense. I yeah. fully didn't understand the question. Big Germ, I think, would have had probably the best forehand uh, because the way he throws it, the way he does forehand, yeah. it seems very ultimate like. And so his forehand game would be amazing. But as soon as there's a turnover, whoever is guarding Big Germ is immediately throwing their hand up anyone. and yelling open, even if Big Germ's five feet behind post, him and running deep. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Drew is a great pick. Drew's a great I didn't even think about him when we posed this. Drew's a great pick. Um Nate Sexton, not as I don't think I don't think it'd be as bad as Big Germ on defense. Um, but the only the only question with that is when you're a smaller player uh, as a handler, you have to really be quick twitch. Like you have to be able to pop out quick and you need to be actually able to extend. So that would be an interesting thing to see. Can he, because he has the throws, you've seen him, but can he bounce out real quick and make that throw in an instant? Because you only have that much time. You don't really, you can't really, you know, think. Nico, Nico, I would say has the most potential, but I think. a big downside too. <laughs> I think having someone like that, if Nico like threw it to someone and they dropped it, <laughs> I don't know what would He's happen. He's only like five foot eight. Yeah, but he, he does look at the and there's there's shorter players like that in Ultimate, but there is this spirit of the game in Ultimate where oh, if you if you if you get thrown on a team that is super spirited and you're Nico or even Drew really if you're like that if you're any athlete you get thrown yeah. into a freaking spirit of the game <laughs> team you. I mean come wow. on yeah no I that's why I didn't play on those teams I was very selective with who I played on. <laughs> that's for a different that's for a different conversation. But honestly, all three really good choices. And I think it leads me to I wanna see a seven v seven disc golf versus ultimate. Corns is the coach of one of the teams. I'm the coach of the other. Seven v seven ultimate with disc golfers. Boom. So we'll set that event up. But thank you guys so much for listening. Only uh, available for patrons. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. If you uh, haven't already Go ahead over to our YouTube channel, just Grip Locked Podcast. Check out all the clips we're posting there. And go ahead and hit subscribe. Also, if you've been enjoying the podcast and you're an iPhone user, do us a favor and leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts. We'd greatly appreciate that. Um, We always look at the reviews and try to figure out ways that we can improve. Um, And yeah, I think that's about it. Does anyone have any other closing remarks? Open podcasts. I'm going to read one of the reviews. Oh. Because we said in the Discord that we would read oh, one. Oh, Brody's bringing one up. Speaking of the Discord. <laughs> oh, my God. 
The Discord is a great place if you want to interact with us on a regular basis, or you just want a good. <laughs> Brody is struggling over there. Or you just oh, want to. No, where my? Can somebody else wait, open up this. their podcast? So you can do that and search podcast. Oh my gosh, I don't know where my podcast app is on my phone. So I always. That's the only. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know either. I do that same thing. I that's the only on. app. So I, the only way I can open it is by going open podcast. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> I'm that's sorry. Horrible. All right. All right, we got one right here. It's from Clean. Oh, no, that's they're not their name. That's not their that's, name. That's, that's just that's the title. That's their nickname on the right. Crimbonic <laughs> says, lots of good info, good interviews. Sure, they may have their favorites, but that's what makes it real. It's easy to listen to without getting annoyed. <sighs> okay. I don't know if that was this podcast, though. Probably. We'll see. <laughs> probably we'll see probably wrote that before goes. we got into the golf first disc golf yeah. stuff. But anyway, it's guys, all good fun though. Yeah. Right? It's all I mean It's all about starting discussions that other people can carry on in the comments, especially yes. on YouTube and stuff. Yes. And grow the sport and come up with ideas why, outside the box. Why do people li- watch Skip Bayless? Because he's awesome? Because they hate him. He's controversial. <laughs> yes. He's controversial. And that is that's what we're going for here at Griplock. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening or watching, guys. And as always, we will see you next week. Do you have an outro yet? Stay classy, Foundation Nation. (laughs) (laughs) Never.